eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Champions League semifinals wraps up and we have Manchester City hosting PSG. Jimmy Conrad and Jonathan Johnson as we ask, can PSG turn this around as Man City enter this one with a 2-1 lead? A fantastic preview. Que golazo. Champions League. PSG visiting Man City begins right now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Gego Lasso, our Champions League Tuesday preview semifinal second leg PSG visit Manchester City. We have Jimmy Conrad in the house. Jimmy C, how are you, my friend? What's up, everybody? How's it going? How's life? Hopefully it's treating you well. It is. Thank you so much for being here. And of course, from Paris, Jonathan Johnson, JJ, how are you, my friend? Hey there, guys. Great to be back on with you as always. This, you know, this is the highlight of my week being with you two. So, uh, you know, I've been looking forward uh, to it all weekend. He is so nice. and so sweet. Sweet. Especially so since Villa won. Exactly. Of course. <laughs> there we go. Here's the truth. JJ, I already gave him hell uh, for uh, betting uh, against Villa. Uh, 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 he needs to wear an Amor El Ghazi shirt, Jimmy Conrad, <laughs> next week. <laughs> and as we tape, I think it's Amor El Ghazi's birthday. So happy birthday to that. And anyway, welcome to the Champions League. The semifinals wrapping up second leg. And of course, Tuesday, a cracking game. It was a very good game in the first leg. Let's see what happens here. But PSG visit Man City. Man City with a 2-1 lead. This is going to hopefully be another great game. Jonathan Johnson, let's begin with you. I just want the latest from Paris because Man City, obviously, with a $350 million bench, they have such a deep squad. But PSG, I want to know the latest on Kylian Mbappé. What's the latest on him? Did he travel with the team? Yeah, obviously PSG in, uh, in the role of relative paupers when it comes to squad depth. They don't quite have that same strength across the board. That, uh, Poor City old PSG. <laughs> but uh, yeah, obviously Mbappe is the big, uh, the big concern coming into this one. Uh, and I'd say, I mean, we're, we're recording now a couple of hours before PSG are due to hold their press conference. There's been no uh, medical update, which PSG normally do to, to, to keep everyone updated as to the fitness of the players. Uh, and looking at the way that Mbappe was making his way quite gingerly towards the uh, the plane ahead of takeoff earlier today, I think it doesn't sound too good uh, from a PSG perspective in terms of Kylian Mbappe starting. And if we bear in mind how PSG have sort of handled their injuries um, throughout the Champions League so far, particularly in the latter stages, we didn't see Neymar in either game against Barcelona. We didn't see Marco Verratti in either game against Bayern Munich, even though Verratti was on the bench for that game against the Germans. If I was a betting man, which I'm not, uh, is I 
I wouldn't put money on Kylian Mbappe being in the starting 11. Yeah, I saw that video of him entering and obviously, you know, I think psychologically it helps that he's there, but he he wasn't walking right. I don't I don't think he's uh, going to be part of this one. Definitely not going to start. Was it was he hurt in leg one? I mean, he didn't seem like he was 100%, but still 90% Mbappe is still pretty good. That's true. Well, he picked it, he picked up the knock against Mess uh, towards the end of the game and came mm-hmm. off then and then was able to play against City but obviously was quite muted uh, and then was rested over the weekend for what was quite a physical match with Lens. Uh, you know, PSG managed to come through with Neymar and Marquinhos scoring but obviously not having Mbappe for that game immediately started to raise some questions and now looking at the way that he's limping. I mean, assuming it's not some, uh, you know, sort of elaborate mind game where they're just telling him to, you know, really I ham would it love up. that, by the way. I would love <laughs> and, and that. It, and he's 100% fit, but the information that I have is that his fitness will be tested uh, later on today, so on the eve of the match. Uh, and if he can't, you know, go through some of the really high-power drills, then, uh, you know, it is looking unlikely that he starts. For me, like I said earlier, you know, if I was to put money on it now, uh, I wouldn't be too confident of seeing him in the starting eleven. But then again, you know, at this stage in the tournament, do you really want to be going in with somebody who's maybe 75% fit at best? Even if it is Kylian Mbappé, I think I agree. I think it's going to be tough. So, Jimmy, what what does PSG do then? Because I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking, is this, I mean, obviously you want Kylian Mbappé there, but he was pretty quiet in the first leg against Man City. And I'm wondering if Anikardi, somebody that really understands that number nine role and then Neymar on one side, Imari on the other, would that be better? What, What does PSG do? Well, nothing's better than a healthy Kylian Mbappe, of course. I just want to say that, preface my statement there. Ultimately, what PSG have to do overall, without getting into the specifics, is they have to score first. If Man City score that first goal, I just don't see how PSG are going to come back into it and score two uh, outside of some really incredible, miraculous, you know, put the team on their back type moves from either Di Maria or, or Neymar or whoever it may be which is more than possible. Don't get me wrong, but I just, given the, the, the professionalism of Manchester city this season and their emphasis on being so good defensively, PSG have to score first. They have to put a little bit of that scare into city that, Oh, maybe this isn't going to go the way that we want. I wonder though, with Icardi, can they press the same type of way? He's not as mobile as killing Mbappe. So are they as aggressive uh, pressing the ball? Because that's where I thought they had a lot of success in the first half of leg one. Very, very aggressive making it very hard for, for City to, to establish a rhythm. And as Pep Guardiola said after the game, his team was playing shy. They were scared a little bit in some ways of really uh, putting their personality out there. And, and he, and whatever he said at halftime, allowed them to relax in the second half. And that's why we saw two different versions of them. Now that they've gone and experienced that, I, I'm curious as to how City are going to come out because I still feel like they have something to lose now. They're obviously in charge, and PSG kind of don't. And without killing Mbappe, there might be a little bit of a swagger. Now, I just want to remind everybody that PSG went into Munich and beat Bayern, which is not easy to do. They went and slapped Barcelona around as well. But killing Mbappe was was very influential and, and pivotal in both of those games. And without him, it could be a little bit different. So it's interesting times, but that first goal is super important. Yeah, not only is that first goal super important, I feel that that first goal needs to happen in the first half. I, I just, I, I, it needs to happen. I, I, I just don't see it any other way. Jonathan Johnson, as we're talking, and by the way, disclaimer, everybody, usually when we do these previews, I already know the score. I already, in my head, I, like the score that I think is going to happen. This one, I'm still a little hazy because 
I remember Jimmy last week, and I wanted to just preface it to JJ, but I remember last week when we were talking about this game. Yeah, Man City won. They were great, whatever. But those two goals were... PSG could have done something about it. I, I just, I think, I don't know yet. I'm not saying PSG are winning this, obviously. But JJ, do you see, because obviously, you know, Man City is in control, but do you see a scenario where PSG could come out victorious here? You know what? I do. Uh, and it kind of plays into my prediction because I think it's quite in keeping with PSG's identity that they would win this game 1-0 and still go out on away goals. <laughs> but uh, we, will, we will see if that actually comes to fruition. But no, I mean, the I guess the positives that PSG should be looking at coming into this game is the fact that they've had to do without at least one key player every time they've overcome somebody so far on their route towards the final. Like I said, no Neymar in either leg against Barcelona. Uh, Marco Verratti didn't get on the pitch in either game uh, against Bayern Munich. So they've never actually been at full strength. And the only time that they have been, you know, those sort of old uh, mental issues that have haunted them in the past came back and spooked them again. Uh, you know, we saw two really difficult to explain goals uh, being conceded, particularly that first one. Uh, you know, it's hard to pin the blame, you know, and just start on, on one person. Obviously, you'd expect better from Kalon Navas, but also at the same time, a, a defence, you know, as aerially dominant as as one marshaled by Marquinhos and Presnel Kimpembe, you wouldn't expect to be giving up that sort of ball into the box either. But, you know, that's by the by. Uh, those goals have gone in now. And, you know, I do still think that PSG have the quality to go to Manchester to win the game. I mean, it's interesting that Jimmy's mentioned Icardi. Icardi, I think, actually had a really underrated performance in that first leg against Bayern, uh, sorry, Barcelona, uh, where he did a very, very good job of holding up play. And I think people generally tend to just remember the fact that he missed quite a good opportunity before <laughs> PSG went on the rampage and hit the back of the net a few times. Uh, you know, he actually did quite a good job of, of keeping the ball high up the pitch at times, uh, especially when Barcelona were looking to try and sort of ride the, the you know, the, the first couple of waves of pressure that they were putting on PSG before it all collapsed. Uh, so I think that Icardi, I mean, in terms of getting a goal, if it depends on how easy the chance is. I mean, if the chance is in and around the box, then, you know, Icardi is a very good guy to have on the pitch because, you know, he knows where the back of the net is. And if he gets an opportunity, I mean, especially when you look at the form he's been in the last couple of weeks, I saw him, uh, you know, score, you know, quite a very nice hat trick uh, against Angers in the, the French Cup recently where one of the finishes was a lovely volleyed effort. So, you know, he, he obviously is feeling a bit sharp after his recent return from, from fitness issues, but I just wonder if he's probably a better guy to bring off of the bench. I mean, a lot of this is going to play on how fit PSG Phil Moyes Ken is because Ken, since he tested positive for COVID, we've not really seen that much of him, uh, both for PSG and we know, we know that he got sent back from the international camp by Italy as well. So, if he is able to play, obviously that is a, a game changer for PSG. But if he's not, then, you know, that begs the question as to whether Pochettino will go uh, with somebody like Icardi from the start, because Icardi is now fit enough to play sort of around 60 minutes, 75 minutes. But he's possibly not the guy that you want starting. So in terms of, you know, PSG being able to go there and, and get the goal, there are, you know, there's definitely enough firepower in that PSG side, uh, you know, to score at least once. It's just a question of whether they can keep City out at the other end. And also, you know, what happens to City mentally if PSG do get that first goal? 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I think there could be a potential meltdown, but before I give out any bets and, and, and wagers for people to consider JJ, I have some questions about the lineup because I think Diallo is healthy at left back. He could potentially start, could be Mitchell Baca who could, who could start. He came in, uh, in the, I don't know. It depends. You, you, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not laughing at you, Jim. Who, as Riyad Mahrez said, who I'm, is that? Not, as Riyad exactly, Mahrez said. <laughs> exactly. The, the, the anecdotes of the week and what's been sort of assessed by the, the French press since that game is that Riyad Mahrez was literally like turning around and asking like, you know, who, who actually is this guy? Who even is <laughs> Which is, you know, that, that, disrespect has gone down pretty uh pretty badly on the Parisians. <laughs> yeah yeah we'll see we'll see how how that goes but then also who fills in for uh Adrisa Gay going out do you think it's going to be Ander Herrera do you think it could be Carrera do you think I mean who would who do you think would step up there or do you think there's a possibility nah, I don't think it would happen where Moise Cannon and Icardi could both start and then Di Maria could fall into there but I, I think that feels more desperate than anything else. Yeah, I mean, ju- judging by the way that PSG lined up against Lens, which, you know, to all intents and purposes is quite a Premier League kind of clash in that there's a lot of physicality uh, involved. Danilo Pereira did play uh, quite a, a key role. And let's not forget as well, Danilo Pereira has been an ever-present in PSG's Champions League campaign. He's featured at least uh, in every game so far. Uh but I think, you know, if you want that sort of work rate that you get from Idris Gay, you know, probably with less quality, certainly in terms of ball recuperation, uh, you probably go with somebody like a Herrera. But then again, you know, there's a couple of wild cards in, uh, in Pochettino's deck. We've seen him use Drexler a couple of times already this season. Uh, you've got Rafinha as well, who's, you know, a potentially creative option who plays more centrally. I mean, I think this is the kind of game <clears throat> that's absolutely tailor-made for, for Marco Verratti. I mean, we spoke... Um, before the the first leg about the importance of having him from the off. Uh, And I I don't think that he performed that poorly in the first leg. Obviously, there was a massive difference between PSG's first half and second half showing. But in a game like this, especially against a team like uh, City, if you want to really get under their skin very early, you have as much of the ball as possible. And somebody like like Verratti is going to be extremely important to that. And I think... Somebody like Danilo Pereira, okay, he's great as a destroyer, but on the technical side of things, you know, he tends to find himself in a bit of difficulty. So it wouldn't surprise me if Pochettino did go with somebody uh, like Herrera, especially somebody who's used to the rigors uh, of Premier League football. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right. Uh, well, listen, before Jimmy gets into his betting tips, I do want to talk about Man City because Man City fans are probably like, well, hey, what about us? Uh, you know, we're about to win the Premier League. We're leading this uh, two legged affair right now. So, Jimmy, how do you see Man City in this one? Because a good win against Crystal Palace, they rotated, of course. But do you see pretty much the same thing that we saw in the first leg from them? It's interesting. I, I wonder how they're going to come out, not from a lineup uh 
the only the only issue I would say with City or issue sounds negative. The only I'd say option that they have or what I could see changing is Zinchenko in for Cancelo. I thought that when Zinchenko yeah. came on for City in the second half, they started to relax. It felt like they were a little bit more balanced. Uh, and that makes sense because Cancelo is a right-footed player playing on the left side. And obviously he's tremendous at defending and, and getting forward. But if that option of him getting on his left foot and cutting back into his right, which he worked to great success multiple times against Borussia Mönchengladbach, if it's not working against a team that knows how to shut that down, it's going to be harder for them to, to have that balance that I think that Pep Guardiola looks for in every single game and in every single moment. So I could see Zinchenko starting right from the get-go, and I think that makes them a little bit better, a little bit more balanced. I just, I just wonder about the mentality because PSG were so good in that first half, and I thought they were a little unlucky not to score more than one goal. They had a couple of good opportunities, even the start of the second half. Uh, Mbappe just missed, uh, I think it was Verratti right in front of goal that could have just change the whole thing. And then 10 minutes later, they've got yellow cards and down to or down a goal and how quickly things change against a team like Man City. You know, again, too, like who's going to play the false nine spot, little things like that. But ultimately, City have a full roster of healthy players. They don't have anybody injured. Nobody's on the injured list. That is something special. That is a gift from the gods, I think, in a lot of different ways. And just to compare and contrast to PSG, who continue to have injuries and have to figure out ways to balance their team. City don't have any weaknesses. It's just a matter of whether PSG, I thought, were very stout defensively. The two goals they scored, I'll just raise my hand and say we're lucky. They were lucky goals that could have been managed. With regard to Kaylor Navas, he's the last piece of that first goal. I know a lot of, a lot of venom was, was thrown his way uh, on the first goal and that he should save it. I'm not of that. The fact that you would leave Kevin De Bruyne that wide open where he could actually pick up his head and play a ball into the box, that's where the whole thing starts, by the way. So anytime that Kevin De Bruyne can pick up his head and do whatever he wants, that's there's a lot of issues there. Then Keeler Novice is the last piece uh, in that puzzle. That said, uh, if, if I didn't think during the run of play, I thought they were okay. And I actually, if I remember thinking, I wrote down a note, if this ends and, and, and Man City doesn't score, then... I really had a lot of questions as to their lineup, the false nine. There was many times during the game where they were just playing around the box. There were six or seven of them. They were keeping possession, but there was nobody in between the two center backs. Marquinhos and Kimpembe were probably like, where? I don't even know who to mark. There's nobody to mark. And I thought that was a big issue. And I thought that maybe Pep would have to address that. And then he didn't make any subs to reflect that during the first leg. If they can continue to stay that stout defensively, then yes, they have a chance, but to JJ's point, once City starts to get that possession, it does get frustrating. If you've been out on the field and the other team's passing the ball around you, no matter how good you are, you're just going to naturally build up some resentment towards, okay, it's our turn to get the ball. And when you can never get it, that leads to red cards and yellow cards and, and getting emotional. And PSG are the last team that needs to get emotional. When they get emotional, they don't win games. And so, yeah, to your point, uh, City are in a good position to go through. They have uh, won 10 out of 11 games. They don't have any draws in this one, but they only need a draw to go through, and that's something I'm going to consider when I make my wagers. Yeah, no, and just to add to everything that you just said, Jimmy, by the way, Pep Guardiola talking in this press conference, uh, and he emphasized uh, just uh, for his players to be calm, to be balanced, to enjoy the occasion. He was asked if this was going to be the biggest game of his career so far with Man City, he says, I don't know if it's the most important, he said. It's the first time here together in this club, know what we are playing for, but sometimes you don't need much emotion. Be calm and know what you have to do. You don't have to tell anyone what we've lived through for 11 months, not just players. Everybody knows how important it is. We spoke today about who we are. We played PSG one week ago, not necessary now. So just speak about us, what we have to try to do and try to do it. 
So clearly, Pep Guardiola's message is just get the job done, be relaxed, calm, and 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 enjoy the moment. I, I wonder then uh, if that helps anything with you, JJ, in terms of your final preparation, and maybe what you think of City overall and what, what they're going to be thinking of in the second leg. You know what? It's really, really interesting hearing Guardiola talking about that and talking about the emotion, because I don't know how it comes across to you guys when you're watching the broadcast, but at the stadium, unlike in domestic matches in France, they don't pipe in the supporter sound. So you can literally hear everything that the coaching team are telling uh, the players. And I'll tell you, there is one team that convincingly won that battle last week, and that's Manchester City. All you could hear was Brian Kidd screaming himself hoarse, uh, bless him. And it, it made me think about what City were actually trying to get from the game, because the way that they set up, I mean, as Jimmy said, you know, it kind of seemed like they were trying to pass it around. And it's almost like for me, that they were trying to play to, you know, arguably their greatest strength, which is possession of the ball. Uh, and, and basically trying to play with a draw in mind as the ideal result, because I don't think that they were convinced that they would beat PSG. Obviously, we know that they did because of two largely fortuitous goals. But, you know, I think that they viewed anything more than a draw uh, as a bonus. So obviously they come away in an advantageous position that they probably didn't expect to be in. Uh, but that makes me think that they will probably try to, you know, be more direct at the start of this second game and go for that killer goal. Uh, you know, like Jimmy said, it's a question of really who gets that goal first, uh, because if PSG gets it, obviously it opens the rest of the tie up. And if City get it, it pretty much kills it off because PSG know that, well, I mean, in in many ways, it doesn't change PSG's mission. They have to score two goals. Two goals will get them through if City don't score. If City score one and PSG get two, it goes to extra time at least. So, you know, it, 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 I will be interested to see if it changes the way that Pep um, sends his team out because I, I do think that we'll see them now going for the jugular more than we did uh, in Paris. All right, well, Jimmy, I haven't made my decision yet. I don't know yet who's going to. So help me out with your betting tips. Oh, man, I, I, it's funny because we could honestly sit here and, and talk in circles about certain narratives and how we think it's going to play out. I was very curious about some of the lineup choices. I do. I will say that if Ando Herrera starts, I like him to get a card, by the way. Can I just start there? Plus 210 <laughs> for him to get a yellow card. He, former, former United. He, he is 100% going to get a card. He came on with seven minutes left in the first leg. And he threw out a couple tackles. It's like, that guy's getting a card in the second leg. I wrote it down. So if he starts, that's what's going to happen. He got, he got one in the first leg, I think. Did he? I hadn't. I think I thought, he picked I, one up very late on. I thought he did too, but I didn't see it marked down on the thing. But you take a look at that. It, well, so that's my question. If he gets one in the second leg, did he misses the final? Is that how it works? Back-to-back -back yellows? I think it might be. I'm actually looking at the draw. Ultimately, that's where you wanted to go, Luis. I think that there are some interesting things in different lines where because PSG has to has to score and, and really has to put a big emphasis on scoring first, to your point, do they do it in the first half or do they stay conservative and, and just try to keep it close, keep it zeros ultimately, and then extend themselves? Because if you extend yourselves against City they're going to they're going to find the gaps and and exploit it and then you're just hoping they don't score. You're like you're literally hoping that that Phil Foden or whoever misses or Keeler Navas has got to make crazy saves and they're going to need Navas to stand on his head to to go through for sure no matter what happens. But if both teams both teams are going to score. So here are the odds of both teams score. Both teams score in Man City win plus 180. 
plus 360 for the draw, plus 550 for PSG. So nobody has PSG winning 2-1. That's like the least, least favorite. There was a bet that hit in leg one, which was City going down a goal and coming back to either win or draw. That's plus 310 this time around. I'm looking at that a little bit because I could see PSG scoring first or hoping they do. I think it'd be more exciting if they did. And then Man City, you know, figuring out a way to get back in the game and, and pushing some numbers forward and PSG finally breaking. I don't know. This is really tough uh, for, this for me. It's so hard for me. so hard, but, but <laughs> City, just keep in mind that City have won 10 out of 11 games this season in the Champions League. Their, their one draw was 0-0 against Porto. In, in Porto, and they were all over him in that game. They they also have only given up four goals in those 11 games. And, and uh, that should be taken into consideration, just how good they are defensively. It's 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 a tough one. I do think that PSG are going to give something, though. I, I do think that them performing well matters here. And I think Neymar in particular has been very good um, over the last few legs, including the Bayern stuff. And, and I think he'll be up for it. He's going to get a couple good looks. And again, just a matter of whether he buries them or not and can they do it first but if city score first i think it's lights out locked down it's over i just think yeah. they you know they know how to kill off games and it's hard to find your way back into it especially because they have 75 percent possession all the time yep all right well here comes the dreaded predictions then <laughs> uh, and i'm gonna go last because i'm the host so i don't care what anybody says jonathan jj, JJ goes first <laughs> jonathan johnson our psg expert uh what do you have for the second leg of PSG visiting Man City. You see, before the two legs, I was really <laughs> confident that both teams would score in both games. But if I say that now, it's not going to work out quite the way that I think it is. You see, having, se having seen the first leg, I think PSG will come out of the second leg with their heads held high. But like I mentioned to you guys earlier, I think I'm going to have to go with the PSG winning 1-0. So you know, having achieved something in beating City uh, and holding them scoreless, yet... You know, it's very. It would be very in keeping with PSG's history to sort of have that achievement, but not manage to make it into the final because they would go out on away goals. Obviously, right. it would finish two-two on aggregate. So, I'm going to say one-nil PSG and with then, the hope that they can finally get a they they can get a second somewhere. But I it wouldn't so it wouldn't completely surprise me if it's if it is goalless in the first half and PSG get the goal sometime early in the second half. We'll so that see if they can manage to get a second. Okay, so PSG winning one, nothing in the second leg, but that takes Man City uh, with away goals. Jimmy Conrad, what do you have, my friend? I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. I think, or at least I hope, and that's the thing, when you work with wagering, you got to be careful about the hope <laughs> stuff. You want to make sure you're pretty certain. But I, I, I hope that PSG score first, but I just think the, the quality and the health uh, of Man City and their identity of who they are and what they're about even though it does work against them sometimes when they just try to pass it to death and sometimes they need to be more urgent. They need to play more direct. I think they're going to do enough to squeak through here. That's going to be their first draw. Well, I guess they had one already against Porto. So this will be their second draw of the Champions League. I say it's 1-1 and City will go through. A lot of me wants to go for the romantic and say that PSG will win this 2-1 and then it goes into extra time and then we get some free football. I, I, I want to believe that so badly. I want to believe that Angel Di Maria will have one of his best performances since he's been with PSG and there's been a lot of good performances from the Argentinian. I want to believe that Neymar will carry this squad even without Kylian Mbappé. I want to believe that this squad is good enough under Mauricio Pochettino to get one over Pep Guardiola. Then believe, uh, man. Just believe. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Impressive. that 
I'm going to go against my Peruvianness and go with head over anything else here. I just feel that Manchester City, especially from the statistics that Jimmy Conrad just said, defensively, just how good this team is. Whoa, whoa, time out, time out. PSG have won 10 straight games away from home in all competitions. I want to just throw that out there. just Including domestic. The thing is, both of you want me to be the romantic (laughs) here and do it. All right, listen. All right, here's the thing. PSG will score first. And I believe PSG will score in the first half. I think they will be absolutely going for it. I don't believe any squad that is not managed by Mauricio Pochettino to do otherwise. They will do it. But Man City is so good at figuring shit out, especially in the latter stages of the second half, whatever. And I feel that they will get that goal at some point. It might be a late one. So PSG will push for that second, but they will push so much that they will forget about the vulnerabilities of going at the back. And I feel P- uh, Man City will take advantage of that. I'm going with one all in this one with Man City eventually going through. I think that's what's going to happen. I hope I'm wrong. I, I want to see some fireworks and I want some extra time football. I want some free football, but I just, I don't know. I feel that Man City is just too good. So it's one all for me. I know, J- I know, JJ, I can see you're so, look at you. <laughs> I just like when I told my dad I wanted to be an actor, he looks so disappointed in me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> there, there, I just want to say one more thing tactically. In the first half, this was a really good indicator. So something for everybody to look at in leg two. Florenzi, who plays right back, who didn't start over the weekend, so he's probably being rested for this one, was bombing forward and they didn't have any answers for him. Yeah. Foden, Foden was like, do I track him? Do I not track him? And that stopped in the second half. He did not bomb forward. He wasn't trying to take those risks anymore. And I wonder what the tactics were coming out of halftime because it felt very conservative. Like, or or if it was very uh, just keep doing what we're doing, you know, and and not really taking into consideration that city were also going to make some adjustments. So just look for that. If you can see Florenzi bombing forward with some real purpose and trying to hold Foden accountable, trying to get those guys actually tracked defensively, that's a good sign that that PSG are really going to go for it. But can they keep that up? For 90 minutes, that's going to be the big challenge. And I think that could be too much too much of a mountain for them to climb. You, you know what? That's a really good point because Luis Miguel mentioned earlier, you know, wanting to see more from Angel Di Maria. You know, we already saw a fantastic first half performance from him. I'd rank that up there with some of his best halves of football yeah. since he's been playing for PSG. But he is also a key reason as to why Florenzi was able to bomb forward because the defensive effort, I mean, I'm not sure it always comes across on TV, uh, you know, to see the defensive effort that he was making some of the positions that Di Maria was getting himself into, uh, you know, was really, really impressive. And I think that probably is where PSG fell down a bit or Pochettino fell down a bit, the in-game management, because there's no way that a veteran Di Maria, as great as he is, can you know go through that sort of level of physical exertion anymore he just can't he can't do it it's you know he's he's past that part of his career I think Di Maria should have been hooked earlier than he was uh, and had that happened you know we might have seen PSG only conceding one as opposed to, to two yeah no absolutely well everybody you cannot complain we just gave you a full-on preview of PSG against Man City in the second leg of the Champions League I want to give final thoughts for these two, but I do have a question and I'm wondering, I just want like an initial gut reaction. Okay. I'll begin with you, Jimmy. If, if PSG lose this, does Kylian Mbappé stay at PSG? Oh man. Gut reaction. Uh, I I think he's already made his decision prior to these. Regardless of this. Frankly. Yeah. 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 That's my gut reaction. All right. JJ. Uh, I can see it being the topic (laughs) the topic of the summer, but 
Honestly, I don't, show, show me a club that can afford to prize Kylian Mbappe away from Good point. PSG at this moment in time. Good point. Good point. The Glazers? Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> um, <laughs> too soon, too soon, too all right. Final, <laughs> final thoughts. Uh, Jonathan Johnson, final thoughts uh, as we look ahead to this one. I mean, obviously, you know, really, really excited uh, about these two games this week. Well, to be honest, all of them, especially the way it's sort of the Europa League tie uh, between Villarreal and Arsenal is poised as well. You know, we're, we're primed for another great week of football. Actually, the, the final thought that I had lined up that's non-match related is the mess in Valencia. Sacking mm-hmm. Grecia. Mm-hmm. It's, it's absolutely crazy. No, it is. It's absolutely great. And he, he's a good manager, by the way. Uh, you know, so I guess it just... Uh, takes time that the Valencia drama continues. Jimmy Conrad, final thoughts. I'm just getting my popcorn ready because as JJ said, this is going to be a hell of a week and I'm here for it. Absolutely. I will leave it at that. Thank you so much, everybody. JJ, thank you. Thanks a lot, guys. Pleasure as always. Jimmy, thank you, brother. I'm keeping my thumbs up, everybody that can see it. Thumbs up, everybody. Enjoy your week. The thumb thumb that works. (laughs) Oh, easy. (laughs) Come on, get my cast off today. That hurts. Thank you, everybody. Hey, everybody. I want to thank Jimmy Conrad and Jonathan Johnson for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Pod. We are on Apple Podcasts. Make sure that you follow us there and leave a five-star rating and review. We are also on Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, cbsports.com. Have a great, great beginning to your week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.